Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And we would love for you to call in at 303-690-3000. Welcome to today's program of Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Figgs, pastor at Calvary Chapel Greeley, your host for the next hour, ready to take your questions at that number that was just given to you. We have open lines, so give us a call at 303-690-3000. Maybe you have a question that your Bible reading has brought up. Maybe you got a question about Christian living or current events. So we have open lines. This is your show, The Listener. Those of you who are listening on Grace FM all along the Front Range in Colorado and into southern Wyoming, I would love to hear from you, 303-690-3000. It's uh, a good thing to grab one of those open lines at the beginning of the show, and let's talk about uh, God, let's talk about Jesus, let's talk uh, go to God's Word together, the truth of Scripture, and talk about the things of the kingdom and the things that matter to you. 303-690-3000, and uh, all the lines are open. There is also a means for you to be able to text in a question, and that text line is for texting only, is 720-336-0897. Let me give you that number again, 720-336-0897. I pray that the Lord has blessed you today, and I want to also welcome all of you listening on the East Coast uh, to the Hope FM radio network in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Maryland. You too can call at this number, 303-690-3000. Always love to hear from our brothers and sisters on the East Coast. So uh, you are a week delayed, and you can call. Somebody will answer, and you can be on the air and then listen to the conversation next week on Hope FM. Also want to welcome all the online listeners as well. And uh, you are welcome to call uh, at this number. And uh, the next hour is dedicated to just answering your questions and taking your prayer requests as well. I'm sure that many of you have prayer requests. Love to pray with you as we go to the Word of the Lord, as we uh, present your needs and supplications to the Lord in prayer here today. Well, while we're waiting for uh, the callers to come in, again, 303-690-3000, I just want to begin the show. I was, I was thinking about this as uh, I was listening to the end of our radio program, Under the Fig Tree on Grace FM, and uh, the uh, the uh, the parable, the the teaching that Jesus gives at the end of Luke chapter twelve about making peace with your adversary. Uh, as most of you know, that on on Saturday there was uh, a text message that went through all, all those who were in Hawaii about an incoming missile, and the text said, "This is not a drill." And so there was panic, there was uh, concern, there was uh, a confusion that went on for uh, the next, actually, 38 minutes uh, when that text went out. And uh, the reason that I was thinking about it, my uh, own son was in Hawaii at that time and received that text, and there was actually somebody else that I know who's a Christian that was there as well. 
And he was telling me a little bit about the atmosphere. He was on a boat, so they were closing the doors and told people to go to their rooms. But we've heard the response of what happened to people when they got that text, especially when it said that this is not a drill, that people were running, people were uh, gathering their family, hiding in closets. They were making phone calls to their loved ones, uh, saying you know things that they've been wanting to say, how much they love uh, their family members. Uh, there are those who are taking kids and putting them in manholes, trying to find cover. And uh, the thing is, is if this was real, uh, it's only a time of about 12 to 15 minutes before a missile hits Hawaii. And um, of course, it ended up uh, being a false alarm. We've heard the news about it, that somebody pushed the wrong button. But for those minutes, can you imagine what was going through the hearts and the minds of the people that received that text? And I was talking to uh, my son Luke about that, what was going through his mind. But it reminded me of a couple things. That It reminds me, first of all, the world in which we live in, that these kinds of things can really happen. And we pray that they don't. So it reminds me how we need to be praying for our nation, and we need to be praying in the day that we are in. But it also reminds me, as I wonder, as uh, those people received that text, what was going through their minds, a lot of them? Uh, panic, there was confusion, uh, thinking that this may be it. And it reminds me of a couple things. Number one, that today's the day of salvation. And Paul writes in Second Corinthians chapter 6, for he says, in an acceptable time I have heard you, and in the day of salvation I have helped you. Behold, now is the acceptable ta- time, and behold, now is the day of salvation. So I pray that um, as you um, you know, think about this, here's the thing. Tomorrow isn't promised to any of us. And we don't know what can happen to us, but today is the day of salvation. So if anyone who's listening out there to a program that, that you have not committed yourself to Jesus Christ and, and surrendered your life to him. He loves you. Uh, he died for you. And he desires to save you as you give your life to him. And, and so Jesus Christ is your salvation. And today is the day of salvation. So give me a call uh, if you'd like to know more about receiving the gospel message at 303-690-3000. Second of all, it reminds me of what Peter writes in Second Peter chapter 3, that Peter writes, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness, as he was talking about the end of days. And it reminds us as Christians that we should be uh, living every day for the Lord, um, that we are to be living for him. And I don't want to live my life in regret or uh, uh, you know, getting further away from the Lord or drifting from the Lord. Uh, so I, I do pray that uh, it would cause us to understand this, number three, that there is urgency in the day in which we're living in. You and I are, were created, because most of us that are listening to this program, we are Christians, and we were created for such a time as this, to be light, to give the gospel, to um, to give truth to people, and to be able to do that, because uh, we don't know when the Lord's going to come back. He can come back at any time. We don't know the day or the hour, uh, but we are living in very uh, perilous times, but we are also living in exciting times for Christians, and we need to be about the king's business. I'm reminded of Daniel chapter 10 when Daniel saw all those visions concerning the last days, 
And it says that he was overwhelmed, he fainted, but then he got up and he was about the king's business. And that's what you and I are to do. As we think about these things and the danger of the world and the darkness of the world, we need to be about the king's business, and we need to share the love of Jesus Christ with others. So give me a call. We have open lines as far as what I can see at 303-690-3000. Love to be able to... um, to talk with you and converse with you. Uh, text message me at 720-336-0897. Uh, we just had a caller in. It's more of a uh, um, that uh, asked a question, but asking a question about uh, advice and prayer and tithing. Uh, do we tithe gross or net? And uh, that is something that is between you and the Lord. And um, we know that the requirements that are given to us according to New Testament giving, as Paul writes in Second Corinthians, you're to give cheerfully, you're to give willingly, and you're to give freely. And so uh, some people uh, feel, um, you know, that they, they're going to give uh, a tenth, that's what a tithe means, of their gross. Others uh, will give a tenth of um, after everything is taken out, but that's really between you and the Lord. And we should be given to the Lord. It should be investing in the kingdom, uh, but give cheerfully, willingly, and give freely. Well, we do have a caller online. Let's go to John and Aurora. John? Yeah, hello? How are you, John? You're on Calvary Live. Uh, I'm doing well. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. What can we do for you? Well, um, I basically, I reaffirmed my beliefs in Christ. I just went up to the front. I go to Calvary Aurora. and God. I was, you know, I was raised in a Christian home, baptized young. And for the last 20 plus years of my life, I've been living not a good life at all. You know, I've mm-hmm. just given up my drinking. I've given up it all. But my problem is I can't keeping my thoughts pure. And right. it's just something that I can't seem to get around. And, right. you know, my thoughts of the flesh and all that. I I don't know. Is I've been reading it. Yeah. I read my Bible. I go through the mm-hmm. scriptures and it just right. seems like there's, I don't know, how do I do that? Is there is there a magic yeah. button? You know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, John. And here's the thing, you're asking a very important question that a lot of Christians ask, and the battle's in the mind uh, a lot of times. And as you went forward and you gave your life to Jesus Christ, you have a new beginning now, and you've given your life over to Christ, but it doesn't mean that all the things of the flesh, the tendencies of the flesh go away, or those things that come into our mind automatically go away. There is the process now of sanctification. That is that God's going to grow you as you continue to look to him, as you surrender to him, and as you learn of him. And I want to give you some scripture that the New Testament talks a whole lot about renewing your mind. And Paul, in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, that I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So there's that renewing of your mind, and you mentioned something, that you're starting that process. You're reading your Bible, 
and you are to continue to uh, put the Word of God into your mind, have it worked down into your heart, continue to take in the things of the Lord, because um, there's all kinds of voices around us, there's all kinds of images around us that, you know, and you've lived in the world for so long that you need to now be washed with the water of the Word. You know, Paul writes about that in Ephesians chapter 5. And then Paul also talks about renewing your mind in the book of Philippians, that we are to renew our minds in the Lord. He talks about it in Ephesians. So um, I'm going to make it real simple for you, um, John. Keep in the Scriptures. Keep going to Calvary Aurora. I guarantee you're going to grow in the Word of God. Make some uh, relationships with some good brothers that are there um, in Bible studies or men's studies or other things that they have, and keep reading your Bible, listening to Grace FM, and you're going to find that as you're taking in the Word of God and as you're growing in the Lord, those worldly things are going to begin to lose its grip on you. Okay, so yeah, just, just keep doing what a, I'm doing. That's that's keep doing, keep, st- yeah, stay close to the Lord. Be in fellowship. You know, that's the one thing about Calvary uh, Aurora is I know you're going to grow in the Word of God uh, because they prioritize it Wednesday nights, Sunday mornings, um, and they have other things during the week. And, and then get to know some brothers, you know, yeah. and other yep. times that you can grow in the Word. And, and the thing about fellowship, which is so important, you're not isolated. You know, you can be accountable to some of the men as you grow in your relationship with them. They're going to encourage you. They're going to pray with you. And and then just keep, um, you know, listening to those things. Um, uh, Bible study, praise worship, Grace FM, just keep taking in and taking in and taking in the things of the Lord. Because if you, you know, only take in a little bit of the Word of God, and then the rest of the week you're filling your mind with a bunch of carnal stuff and, you know, carnal music and, you know, images that are, um, you know, an offense to God. It begins to pollute your mind. And um, so it's important that we uh, renew our minds. Don't be conformed to this world, but transformed by the renewing of your mind and keep in the Scriptures and wash yourself with the water of the Word. Uh, because all the stuff of the world out there, you know, I don't know about you. I come home at the end of the day, and I feel like the, the dust and the dirt of the world's all over me, and I want to just be washed with the water of the Word. So hopefully oh, yeah, that'll I mean, help it's you. everywhere. Every time you get on the Internet, yeah. anything, it yes. doesn't. It doesn't. It's hard to get away from it. It's just it's hard. It is. Hard. It is. And you got to be careful, you know, what it is that you're looking at. And sometimes it's just there, you know, at your work. You're driving down the road, and, you know, I always encourage, especially if it's a struggle, you know, to to be careful what you're uh, pulling up, you know, computers, what the social media, all that stuff. All it takes is a little bit of TV, um, whatever it may be, and just soak yourself in the Scriptures, in the things of the Lord. All right? All right. I, pre- I appreciate that. I mean, I just— wondering because it seems like it's a constant battle but I, it is and i try not i mean everybody i talk to at work is just cuss word after cuss word yeah like, really yeah. you know yeah. it's you can't get away no matter what i've cut yeah, ex- with friends i had for 15 yeah. years you know yeah exactly I just don't want exactly. to do it 
Yeah, and so, you know, th- there are those times where you know relationships are going to change. The old ways, the old hangouts. You you need to be close to those who are strong in the Lord. That's going to help you. So, and John, it is a battle. It's not a playground out there. It's a battleground. And so I want to pray for you. Father, I pray for John. I pray that he's a new Christian. I thank you for um, salvation that has come to him. But Lord, um, this is where sometimes it can get hard. And I pray that you keep him strong in you, that you would bless him, that you would um, help him to grow in the word, that he would renew his mind with the word of God, be washed uh, with the word of God as he continues to take in, that he would get to know some brothers and sisters in Christ. And I thank you that he has a wonderful church that he can go to, that he's going to be loved, he's going to be fed, he's going to be encouraged in every way. So I lift John up to you, do incredible work in, in, in just growing him and drawing him to yourself in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you, John. Thank you. God bless. Thank you bet. Thanks for calling. Bye. Okay, somebody hangs up. We got an open line. Grab one of those open lines, 303-690-3000. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figgs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley in northern Colorado. Ready to take your questions and prayer requests. Let's continue on the phone lines with Mike in Denver. Mike? Yeah, Pastor. Hello there. How are you? I am fine. How can we bless you? Well, I had a question um, based on, uh, you know, know, my marriage, um, basically. I've been married for 25 years. Um, You know, my wife and I have always been believers. About 10 years ago, we were very active in the church, and, um, I mean, to the point where it seems like we almost got burnt out, and my wife wanted to take a break from it. Anyway, so we did. Um, About five years ago, I had a stroke, and it changed me profoundly i mean it really hmm. um the lord visited me in my bathroom one morning and i saw the bright lights and i i really felt honestly that physical presence of the lord and it just really changed me profoundly like for the okay. i mean it really just changed me so anyways since then um you know I, i'm just growing and strengthening myself for the lord i'm in the word on the bible all the time i mean i just read it through and through anyways um I was just curious about my wife's standpoint because, you know, I love my wife unconditionally, and I know that we're two different individuals and that we each have our own time and place and thoughts and feelings and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, I know that she has known the truth um, ever since she was a little girl. She's been around the church, and, you know, knows the truth of Jesus. And, uh, um, but, you know, what I was wondering is, is, um, you know, she just doesn't have any interest in getting out her Bible, I mean, I, you know, the, I don't think she's read a Bible for probably, you know, in her Bible for probably 15 years, and I don't know, it just seems like whenever, if I even talk about anything or bring up anything, you know, that it just, she almost, I can almost see the irritability in her face, because, she, I don't know, it's like she's just tired of, she said that her mom pounded that stuff down her throat when she was young to the point where it's almost like she's still rebellious being 55. She's still kind of somewhat rebellious towards, you know, yeah. giving herself, you know, her time to the Lord. And anyways, I was just wondering, you know, with me, you know, taking the lead of the house and the Lord working in my life and stuff, where, what is her stand on the way she's deciding to do things, which is basically not, you know, not, 
I mean, she'll give yeah. God the glory, just like in a sense, like, you know, thank you, God, for this food or whatever. But, like, what what is her stand and or what scripture can I read to help me understand her position better, knowing that I love her unconditionally? But what is the Lord's thoughts um, scripture-wise as to where she stands right now, do you think? Well, well this is what you're to do. You're to, as you lead... That includes um, cherishing her and serving her, uh, even in the state that she's in. But, you know, Mike, what you want to do is you want to continue to pray for her and um, pray for her that the Lord will just touch her heart and open her eyes. And that's where you're at that place. You as a husband, you see, I can't really deal with her where exactly she's at, but I can talk to you what you are to do to encourage her to live with her in an understanding way. And and what you're to do is just to gently as a husband and very lovingly is just to continue to pray for her, to continue to encourage her in the things that the Lord share with her, you know, how important the Lord is to you. Share with her some scripture and, and just continue to very gently and very patiently just do that for her and 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 tell her how much the Lord means to you and 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 try to lift her up in that area it's it's like uh, when I talk to young people or I, I talk to somebody in my family that um, maybe they're just um, you know they, they just are distant from the Lord right now I want to gently try to bring them back I want to gently encourage them in the ways of the Lord and that's where you, you're at right now. And you are to, as um, you know, you are to uh, continue to be that loving husband to her, and you are to continue to um, pray for her and to continue to encourage her where she's at, and and keep doing that, and and pray for her, even pray with her. Just say, do you mind if we just pray, and um, and you know where she's at and what she'll do. But that's a day by day thing, yeah. and hopefully that help that helps, Mike. Um, yeah. but you keep being gentle and you live with her in an understanding way. That's a commandment given to you from scripture and, and to continue to lead and just gently and very firmly and very confidently, you know, the Lord means so much to me. And, um, and I know that the Lord, you know, loves you and just encourage her in those things. And you give her the word of God. She may not right. be reading it herself, but you give her the Word of God. Don't don't be afraid when you sit down in the quietness of the evening or the morning or during your day to be able to say, you know, I read this from Scripture. Can I read it to you? And this is what it meant to me. And just gently minister to her in that way. And hopefully that helps you out. Yeah. No, absolutely. It will. And that's kind of what my approach has been. And I'm learning more and more that that gentleness and, you know, uh, Serving her and approaching her from a non-judgmental type of thing is very critical. It's so easy for people to think, "Oh, so now you think you're holier than thou and that you're better than me." And that's that's clearly where I definitely don't will not come from in my heart. And, and I think she knows that. What if the Lord would? You know, a lot of people are out there wanting to call you. Um, what if the God would come tonight? What would her? Hello. The Lord in her heart. If if the Lord would come tonight. Um, she would be going up with with us, wouldn't she? I don't know her heart. You know, people ask me that. You know, 
what about this person? You know, I don't know their hearts. Yeah. Uh, if she, you know, and I'm not the judge. And here's an important lesson in that, uh, Mike, for me is, uh, because sometimes people say, well, they like to argue this person's saved. This person isn't saved. This person's a Christian. This person, uh, is a Christian, not a Christian. What do you think? It doesn't matter what I think. Yeah. Because I'm not the judge. So the Lord has taught me this is what you do, Jeff. You leave the judging to me and you love them. Okay? You love them and you give them truth. And of course I'm gonna give them the truth that that, you know, this thing called salvation is a wonderful salvation, so great a salvation. It's not a game to play around with. And um and we can we can tell them how important it is to make sure that we're right with God, even as I started the show. You know, when this missile was, you know, they thought was coming into Hawaii and people thought they had fifteen minutes to live, all of a sudden they're examining their hearts and their lives saying, Am I right with God? And and I may die in a little bit. And so we yeah. need people to understand that you know, tomorrow isn't promised to any of us. This greatest salvation we have is not a game to play with, but to just gently just continue to encourage them, you know, that, you know, the Lord loves you. You want to make sure you're right with the Lord. So there's a balance of exhorting them, and there's a balance of being patient with them. But ultimately, you know, the Lord is the judge, and, um, yeah. and I'm going to give them truth and encourage them. Where are you at today? Where are you at today? So... Uh, that's okay. what I want to encourage you in. Okay? All right, mister. No, I appreciate that. That sounds like I'm just going to keep on doing what I'm doing, and the Lord actually is in control and working this out, and so I'm just going to keep on. So thank you very much. Yeah. You bet, Mike. I'm going to pray for you right now. Father, I pray for Mike. I just pray for his wife. I pray that you give Mike wisdom in ministering to his wife. I pray that she would, Lord, just sense your presence, draw her to yourself, open her eyes spiritually, soften her heart to receive from her husband, and, Lord, that she would come to understand that you love her so much, that you have so much for her life, um, to, to do that work in her in, in every way. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. Amen. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. You bet. Bye-bye. Absolutely. All right, let's go to Lori in Denver. Lori, yeah, you're on Calvary yes. Live. Hi. Hi. How are you? Thank you. you. <laughs> um, my question is about predestination. Oh, you got a hard one for me. I huh? know. It is a hard <laughs> one. So I'm studying in Romans right now, 8, 29 through 30, and then on through 33, but particularly also 33. Um, and it says, for those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. Right. Okay, so, okay, what does that mean? (laughs) And then verse 33, which makes it even kind of more difficult. Hang on here, where'd it go? Mm, Okay, not verse 33. I'm sorry, hang on. Oh, verse 30, sorry. Yeah, so 29 through 30. Yeah, and you know that's that's good when you get it. You know, I was going to actually ask you when you get it figured out. Call me and explain oh. it to me. <laughs> okay, but no, there there is that um, a lot of questions that ask about predestination, and um, and I think the key is uh, what you read that for those he for knew in verse twenty nine, mm-hmm. he also predestined. There's something that 
Um, I don't understand when it comes to the sovereignty of God, when it comes to predestination, all of this. One thing that I can say that I knew know that, do know is that he foreknew. He has foreknowledge. In other words, he sees, uh, as Isaiah declares, all things from the end to the beginning. Um, it's interesting, not the beginning to the end, but the end to the beginning. So he knows who is his. So that's something that you and I don't have. We don't have foreknowledge, mm-hmm. uh, first of all. But, you know, when it comes to predestination, you know, who he called these also justified, who he justified these, he also glorified. Um, so I know that the Lord knows who are his. Now, there are those who come along, and and uh, we're going to go to a break here, Lori, so hang on. Okay. And we're going to come back and finish that thought, okay? Okay, At the I'll end be right of, here. End of the break. <laughs> okay, thanks. We'll be right back. Okay. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. And I am your host, Jeff Figgs from Calvary Chapel Greeley, ready to take your questions and prayer requests. And we have some open lines, so give me a call at 303-690-3000. I want to finish our conversation with Lori from Denver. She was asking about Romans chapter 8, about predestination. Lori, you still with us? I'm still here. Thanks for holding. I appreciate <laughs> it. But it is, it's a difficult question. And one of the things I always say is that um, I don't have the sovereignty of God figured out. I know that... Uh, one side of the spectrum that he has called us, he, he says in verse 30, he also called whom he's, um, you know, has uh, called, he also justified, and whom he justified, he also glorified. Um, so there is God who chooses us. Uh, predestination, actually, if you examine the verses um, a lot that talk about predestination, it also talks about the work that he has for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and that we know that he will complete that which he has begun in us. So there's that part of it. And sometimes what happens is people think, well, you know, am I predestined or not? We don't know that. He knows the end from the beginning. But then there's also the human responsibility. Do we choose? And I see both in Scripture. Because the invitation is given, whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him, and I always put all of us in that category, whosoever. We're all whosoever. Mm -hmm. So there is that choice that we have. And um, it's a work of the Holy Spirit, so we are to evangelize, we are to pray, um, but the it shows me that the work of salvation is God's work. I don't fully understand it. I don't know why he called me. I know he's predestined me. I just rejoice in it, <laughs> you, uh-huh. you know? And um, and then um, I also know that he's given me free will, and uh, he's given us an opportunity to choose, and I want to choose him. Not only did I choose him for salvation, but I want to choose him every day to live for him. Mm-hmm. and to walk with him, and to know him. So 
I know probably my answer isn't satisfactory to you, um, but I don't have the sovereignty of God all figured out. You know? there, <laughs> okay. is one comment, there is one commentator that said that if, if, if God was small enough to figure out, he wouldn't be big enough to worship. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that you know, makes sense. Okay, have, so let me ask. So God has always known who will choose him and who will refuse him. Is that, he's always known that? He 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 has foreknowledge, so he does know um, in that foreknowledge. But don't lose the perspective of is that as Peter writes that is God desired that none should perish, but all come to the saving knowledge uh, mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ. I got to okay. leave it right there. I, that's where I got to leave it because if I start to think about it too much, it mm-hmm. just it can throw you into you know my mind short circuits and it doesn't take much for my mind to short circuit Uh and to begin to you know think about these things and wrestle with them and we can wrestle with these things a little bit but you know to be honest i don't understand this all about the sovereignty of god Mm -hmm. i've just got to trust him and leave it in his hands and i am very thankful that he chose me and um you know let me just ask you that last scripture was first peter that you it's quoted? in Second Peter. Yeah, Second let me Peter. let me. Yeah, Second Peter chapter three. Okay, and he's talking about the return of the Lord, but it says that, um, but he's long suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but all come to repentance, is how the uh, verse reads in the New okay. King James. And you know, it, God doesn't take pleasure in judgment against man, um, and um, you know, His desire that we would. You all come to be saved, and and so you see the invitation, and um, you see how Jesus wept uh, over the people who did not respond to him and come to him, <clears throat> and he's not going to force his way into our lives, but he does know who are his, mm-hmm. and um, and he does choose. That's the other side of the coin, mm-hmm. and I leave it at that. Okay, <laughs> well, that's about as good as it can get, I think. Um. Because yeah, and we you, can't understand all things. That's true. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and you can get very complicated with it and stuff. But mm-hmm. um, okay, I think more com- well, thank more you. complicated. That's, I get I more confusing. While, I get while you were talking. <laughs> well, good question. So, thanks for calling, Lori. Appreciate your phone call. Okay, thank you. Bye bye. All right, bye bye. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. Let's go to Carlos in New Jersey. Carlos. Oh, yes. Hello. How are you doing? Good. Thanks for holding. Yeah. How are you? I'm doing all right. Good, uh, good. I just have a question. Sure. Um, I believe it's Mark um, 10 from 17 to um, 18. He's talking uh-huh. to the um, rich young man. Yes. Yes. And the, and the, young, and the rich man calls him um good rabbi or good um i can't really yes. remember good teacher you know yeah i'll read it to you okay because yeah you're talking about the rich uh young ruler now yeah. as he was going out jesus on the road one came running knelt before him and asked him good teacher what shall i do that i may inherit eternal life so jesus said to him why do you call me good no one is good but one that is god so, did you have a specific question on that? Yes. Why he asking? Why are you calling me good? 
when only God's good? I and mean, I don't get it. Isn't he God? Yes. And yeah, and you're on the right track, Carlos. Um, you're asking a very good question. Um, what Jesus, I believe, is saying is getting this rich young ruler to think. He's, he's asking him a very important question. What must I do that I inherit eternal life? And he's saying, good teacher. And Jesus pauses and he says, listen, why do you call me good? No one is good but one that is God. And it isn't that Jesus is saying, I'm correcting you. You don't call me good because only God is good. He's trying to get the rich young ruler to think, why are you asking me this question about eternal life, how to inherit it, and why are you calling me good? Because only God is good. Are you recognizing that I am God? Jesus is trying to bring that out from him. So Jesus is not denying that he's not God, he's not good. Um, He's saying there's only one that's good, and that is God. So so why are you calling me good? Do you recognize that I'm the Messiah? Do you recognize that I'm God? I think that's the direction, most definitely, that Jesus is going in this, because it's very clear that he would claim to be God as you go through um, the gospel narratives. He claimed to be one with the Father. He is yeah. the I Am in all of this. So I think the rich young ruler um, he's trying to get him to see that I am God, that I'm the Son of God, um, that I have come to this world and I am good. And Jesus is right in saying that there, there's only one that's good, and that is God. And uh, are you recognizing that I am good? I think that's the direction that Jesus is taking the conversation. Yeah. So does that help? A lot. I don't know why I didn't think of it myself. That's, yeah. I feel silly and, now. Yeah, it's it's Jesus is trying to, you know, think about this, stop and think. And then the rich young ruler, he deals with the problem in the rich young ruler's life about covetousness. And, um, and you know, here here's the thing, Carlos, that's interesting about this story. This guy is everything that the church would like. He's young, he's successful, and, you know, he's healthy um, and all of this, but yet he's missing something. He's asking, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And and first of all, recognize that Jesus is the one, not only just a, a good teacher, but he is God that came in the flesh and died for our sins. And then he deals with a problem in his life that I think is was clouding his judgment from really seeing Jesus or who he was. Now, the rich young ruler went away. Remember, Jesus said to him that, you know, give all that you have to the poor and then come follow me. And he wasn't telling him and us that you got to give everything away to inherit eternal life. He was just dealing with there's a problem in your life, and um, and that is you need to come and follow me. You need to recognize that I am good, that I am God um, in the flesh. So that's how I read it. Yes, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Well, thank you. Appreciate you calling. No, thank you. God bless you. Shalom. <laughs> Shalom. All right, Carlos from New Jersey. Always great to hear from you guys on the East Coast. Be sure to call us, 303-690-3000. And, of course, shalom, that word that means peace um, in the Hebrew. Love that word. When we go to Israel, we say shalom to one another in the morning and the evenings. But let's go to Janine, Jenny, and Greeley. 
Jenny? How are you? Um, I'm good. How are you? I am good. What can we do for you? Okay. So, um, it's been um, quite some months since I've been at church. I'm sure you probably Uh noticed that I wasn't there, maybe. But um, I really miss it. And um, I just really feel like, you know, the absence of fellowship has really had an effect on me. I have some Mm -hmm. distractions uh, in my life that I feel are, you know, have been laid to rest, and um, I'm able to think more clearly and everything. I know that staying away from church probably wasn't the best decision, but Mm -hmm. I had a lot going on, and it just kind of made it hard. Um, Right. So um, I really miss it, and I would like to get back into it um, going on a regular basis, um, because I feel like I need that, and I feel more at peace, you know, um, having to, having, having the people around me to encourage me for good. Right. Right. And here's, here's the trick of the enemy. The enemy is going to do anything and in any way, try to isolate you. And that's a principle of the enemy. You know, Paul says um, in 2 Corinthians, don't be ignorant of Satan's devices. But if he can discourage you, you know, and, you know, you shouldn't go to church because you're not good enough. Mm-hmm. You know, you should be ashamed of yourself. Um, you're a spiritual waste. Uh, God doesn't want you there, and it's a lie from the enemy. And here's the thing. He loves you. He understands the struggles that we go through. And the commandment is given, don't forsake the assembly of ourselves together, as is the matter of some. And he desires for you to be in fellowship so you can be encouraged and so you can be fed and prayed for and loved. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to do that and try to encourage you in every way. And But the enemy comes along and says, "It's you're not good enough to go to church. Clean up your act. And then you can go to church. And then we feel isolated and we you know, go through all those feeling condemned. And listen, there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. And when we have things that we need to do business with the Lord, we can do business. But, you know, the Lord is so forgiving and so gracious, and he desires for us to be in fellowship, and it's going to strengthen you. But when you continue to be isolated, it's exactly what happens, what you're telling me is you really begin to, to feel it. So you want to be in the house of God. Um, you know, you want to be with brothers and sisters that will love you and encourage you and pray for you. It's not based on performance. It's based on his grace. And um, and he would say to you that I, I want to do so much and I want to encourage you in every way. So be in fellowship where you can be loved. And, you know, we're here to serve you in any way that we can. And, um, don't buy into the lie of the enemy. Okay. <clears throat> I just, I feel so much better hearing it from you, Pastor Jeff. I just really, really wanted to speak with you about that, and I do feel better. You come, better you, 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 you come see us, okay? okay. And, um, and we're going to encourage you in every way you can. But you know what? If any of us, listen, if any of us came to church because we were so wonderful you know, that's the basis of going to church. And I'm such a wonderful Christian, and I'm so great, you know, and I, you know, 
a lot of us wouldn't come. We wouldn't come. This place is a hospital. And for those who are hurting and, and for those who are struggling, and we're going to give you truth and we're going to exhort you in that, but don't forsake the assembly of ourselves together is the matter of some. So I want to encourage you. The Lord loves you. We love you. And we want to encourage you any way that you can. Okay. Thank you. All right. All right. All right. Thank you, Pastor Jeff. Okay. I'm glad you talked to me, and I'll be mm-hmm. looking forward to seeing you. Yes. Goodbye. All right, sweet lady. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Let's go to Josephine in Aurora. Hi, Josephine. Well, hello. Thank you for taking my call. I really appreciate it. You bet. Thanks for calling. <laughs> um, I did have uh, two questions. Well, I had a question, but as I was driving, I felt like the Lord spoke to my heart to share something with you and to all mm-hmm. who are listening about a dream that I had. Is that uh-huh. okay? Yeah. Okay. Um, this, this is reality. In the morning, I woke up. I was going to go out and do some errands. Mm-hmm. However, when I got out the door and into the car, I just felt like I needed to go back home and rest. I went and I laid down on my bed, and before you know it, I'm in a place. Now, this is after I went to sleep. I'm standing in a place. And in this place, there was no talking. It was all, um, you know, psychological. It was in everything that was said was through my brain and not through a voice. Um, it was a voice through my brain, I should say. I could hear what was being said. I was not speaking, and nor was there any noise around. But the first thing that I received was, I was told that I was going to receive some gifts. And I was standing still, and the first gift that I received was so powerful. I was just standing there, and my body began to receive such a great gift, and my gift was forgiveness. I felt as though I had been forgiven for everything and anything that in this lifetime that I have ever incurred or occurred in any situation, and I was forgiven. And and Josephine, one of the things that the Bible says is that, you know, uh, he has purged our sins. We're reading that in uh, Hebrews chapter 1 on Sunday, and we are forgiven of sin, and he bore our sins upon yourself. Uh, upon himself on the cross and died for our sins. So, you know, every every dream and everything, we want to make sure that we filter it through the Word of God, filter it through Scripture. And so I'm just going to kind of let you just kind of finish up, and we got a few more callers that we want to get in uh, before the end of the hour. So go ahead. Okay, and the second gift that I received was, first was forgiveness, and then I was given Mercy. Yeah. It was told to me that I got mercy, and uh-huh. I received that, and I, I was crying, and the, the beautiful part about it was is that I didn't feel like anything here in this lifetime. It was just so mm-hmm. overwhelming and so pure and so clean. 
I received the gifts of love. Was the third. Love was such a great gift that I was just in awe, and I just was feeling as though life was the most beautiful thing. And But love was the greatest gift that I had ever received in my lifetime. It was so pure and so clean, unlike right. this world. Right. I mean, I, I have received love from children, mother, father, but this love right. was not. It was, it was beyond, way beyond. The fourth right. gift that I received was peace. It was all told to me that my children would be okay, everything would be okay, for me not to worry, for me just to gather and just accept. So I did. Yeah. I was standing well, there with such awe, and that the blessings were so pure and so clean and so loving that I had never mm-hmm. felt this way before. To my left, I look over, and I see this right. wonderful color. It wasn't a room. It was called a place. I was told that. I'm in this yeah. place. So now everything is lavender, like a beautiful purple beyond this world. And okay. next so, thing I hey, know, Josephine, I'm, I'm sitting on a couch. This is going to be quick. I'm making it short. I'm right. sitting like and, on a reconnier, which is a half of a couch. Right. And there is a gentleman there with the most beautiful face and the radiance. His hair was gold, like a gold. Josephine. Yeah, we want to, and I appreciate the vision that you gave to me. And um, but I just want to pray for you right now, and I just want to encourage you that peace and mercy and love—it all comes from the Lord, and the source is the Lord. And and Paul writes, "I show you a more excellent way," um, and that is that the, the greatest of these is love. And so, you know, I'm glad the Lord is ministering to you in that way. But I just want to pray for you. And then we want to continue on with the show. Father, I thank you for Josephine calling, and she's been touched by you. And uh, Lord, I just pray that um, that you would just be with her, continue to minister your mercy and grace, knowing that she's forgiven, and your love to her, agape love, which is uh, uh, perfect love, which is God's love. And Lord, that you would just uh, help her minister to her children. And, uh, Lord, that you're going to take care of her, and you're going to take care of her family in every way. And so, Lord, I just pray that you would encourage her, and, um, Lord, just work in her life, that she would be one, that she looks to you for everything and to your word. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. So, well, we got a few minutes on the show, uh, 303-690-3000, and we're getting ready to end the show uh, we got open lines with about five minutes left, and I'm going to look at the text. The text has been kind of quiet today. Uh, usually we have several text uh, questions, but one came in uh, right before the show. It was asking if North Korea was mentioned in Scripture in end-time prophecy. North Korea is not mentioned specifically in end-time prophecy, and um, but North Korea is allies with some nations that are mentioned in the last days, and uh, they are allies with, uh, of course, Iran and with Syria and have been involved in, in um, those nations. And so um, it is something that we watch and, and look to. I did a message 
um, on New Year's Eve and then the first Sunday from Ezekiel 38 and 39. The first message was a noise from the north, and we know that a confederation of nations are going to come against Israel uh, in the latter days, is what the text tells us. And um, and we see that confederation of Russia, Turkey, Iran, the three main players that will come from the far north, and they will uh, come into the land to invade Israel as God puts a hook in their jaw. And we looked at that, and we see how there are stage-setting events that are all in place for that to happen. Now, that doesn't mean it's going to happen next week. We don't know when exactly it's going to happen, except that Ezekiel, inspired and anointed by God, tells us it will be in the latter days. That is a specific term that tells us right before the second coming of Jesus Christ. And then also it tells us about in Ezekiel 39 about the cleanup of that battle. And the thing is, Ezekiel 38 and 39 gets twice the print as the Battle of Armageddon. So it is something that has taken place. So North Korea, are they some kind of trigger? Are they... um, you know, we don't know uh, or how much they're involved um, in Iran, but you can be sure that Iran would love to have their, their missile technology that they are working on. So specifically, North Korea is not mentioned in end-time prophecy, but some of the nations that they are close to and been working with are mentioned in Scripture in the last days and is interesting. And so I would encourage you, again, as we began the show, to be praying Um be praying for our nation. Um, we are in a day for such a time as this for you to be a light to others, uh, to bless others, uh, to give them truth, and to be watching and waiting and uh, to occupy till he comes. And that's a commandment of the Lord. And uh, sometimes I think, wow, Lord, what's going to happen today as I see all these events that are going on around us? So uh, some good things for us to be reminded of and be encouraged in. And there's a lot of questions. And here the other thing I want to encourage you as uh, we're getting ready to to end the show, there's going to be a lot of things out there on the internet, perhaps. There's going to be a lot of things out there um, on you know, different websites uh, that will actually uh, distract you away from really what the Bible has to say. Um, and um, we just uh, want to make sure that we're going through the Scriptures and that we're going, taking everything in its context. And when it comes to interpretation of end time, Uh, One of my favorite Bible teachers, you know, concerning in time, always says that when you have the text that makes good sense, come up with no other sense, lest you come up with nonsense. And so there can be a lot of nonsense that's out there that's, you know, talking about the apocalypse on this day and, you know, the fulfillment of Revelation chapter 12 in September and, and, you know, the four blood moons. The Bible doesn't talk about four blood moons. It does talk about that the moon will turn to blood, but that's in the day of the Lord, and we're not in the day of the Lord. So make sure that you're in good, solid Bible teaching about the end of times. And what happens is, is that there are Christians that are pushing away from end-time prophecy because uh, of these things that come on um, the the air. So, hey, we just got a few minutes. I want to get Jake from Milliken. He's got a prayer request. Jake, you're on the air. Hi, Pastor Jeff. Just uh, How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. We just got a few minutes. You got a prayer request? I do. It's for my wife's grandpa. He's uh, in pretty bad health, and they don't expect him to last much longer, and uh, he's not a believer. So, 
Just All ask right. for prayer for that. Yeah, absolutely. Father, I pray for Jake's wife's grandpa. He's not saved, not long before he leaves this earth. And Lord, I pray that that Jake, uh, his wife, would be able to minister to him, uh, even if it seems like that maybe that he isn't listening, or but Lord, for them to speak the word, um, they, maybe he can hear. I don't know the condition, but Lord, touch his heart. Lord, give them the words to speak. And Lord, uh, I pray that you would give them wisdom and courage and strength at this time, and you would work in a powerful way. I thank you for Jake calling and asking for prayer. So we lift up um, this person to you. You know who he is. And Lord, we pray that the words that they speak into his ear, um, that he would hear and that you would place it in his heart. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, Jake, we're going to be praying, all right? All right, I appreciate it. Yeah, he's in Utah, and we don't have very good access to him right now, so makes okay. it a little, little more difficult. So be a little more difficult, but we're going to keep praying. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. So we just got a minute left. I appreciate uh, Felicia for calling in. She just found Grace FM. Was encouraged by some of the conversation that we've been having today. So. Keep listening. Keep listening to this great radio station with a lot of great teaching. I'm so thankful for Grace FM and for Calvary Live. And I thank you for all of you who have called in and been a part of the show today. Look forward to being with you again next time on Calvary Live. Always Calvary Live Monday through Fridays at this time on Grace FM. And uh, it's a privilege to serve you, privilege to talk with you. God bless you. Continue in the things of the Lord. And we'll see you next time. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.